call this meeting to order the Canton Select Board for Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022 at 5.32 p.m. Good evening and welcome. Thank you all. First order of business, Mr. Theodore. Uh, the discussion of a waiver of permit fees and an EDIP interaction with 88 acres. Mr. Manning, would you like to? Yes, thank you, Mr. Theodore. Mr. Chairman, members of the board, we'll move over here. Uh, we can skip that, uh, Charlie, where the board already has it, if that's okay, Mr. Chairman. It's your show. You sure. tell, whatever you folks want to do. Sure. So, uh, Mr. Chairman, I just want to introduce uh, Nicole and Rob, who are the owners of 88 Acres. Uh, they're joining us tonight. They will be a great new business in Canton. Uh, they're uh, relocating the business to 85 John Road, which is up near the Irish Cultural Center up near Armstrong Pharmaceutical. So they've been in business a while. I'll let, you, I'll let them tell you about their business and the extraordinary growth that they've experienced. Um, they're a food manufacturing business and they're before the board tonight uh, for review of an EDIP, Economic Development Incentive Program, which is issued through the Commonwealth yep. through the Mass Office of Business Development. So uh, they're entitled to a um, grant from the state uh, and uh, part of that is they asked the municipality for um, some funding as well uh, to support wherever the business is ending up, in this case in Canton. So um, that's why we're, we're before you tonight. Um, they have a great business and at this point I'll turn it over to them, give you an update and then we'll ask uh, the board for consideration of waiver of the permit date. So Cole and Bob, welcome. Great to have you here. Thanks for having us. Thank no you problem. so much for having us. Thank you. You want me to go? Okay. Um, we're so excited to be here today. Thank you for slotting us into your meeting. Um, we, uh, Rob and I are the co-founders of 88 Acres. Um, we also happen to be married, so it is a true- Well, we're gonna tell the story. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a good one. It's a good it's one, a good yeah. One. So uh, Rob and I met the old-fashioned way on Match.com, um, and uh, on our fourth date, he almost died at the dinner table when his meal was accidentally cross-contaminated with nuts. So Rob is severely allergic to peanuts and tree nuts. I don't have any food allergies. I grew up on an 88-acre farm um, where my love affair with food began. Um, and Rob was really the first person I ever met who had food allergies. And he, um, he is a foodie at heart and you know, has, to, has had to spend his whole life treating food as a potential minefield. So we set out in 2014 to build a new kind of food company that would cater to people like Rob and myself, like one who has severe food allergies and one who doesn't. Um, I didn't want to eat um, gross, boring, food allergy specific food, and Rob doesn't want to eat that either. We really saw an opportunity to create a delicious, nutritious, food forward company that just so happened to be manufacturing in a way that was safe for people like Rob and the other tens of millions of people in the country who suffer from food allergies. So we started to tinker in our, um, in our basement apartment making bars and bites using seeds as the base protein. And seeds are this amazing nutritional powerhouse packed full of macro and micronutrients. They also have a significantly lower water footprint than nuts. So from an agricultural yield standpoint, they're a lot more efficient. 
And then most related to the genesis of our origin story, they're not a common allergen. So um, we started making bars and bites uh, for ourselves. We'd take them out on hikes and bike rides. Friends started to steal them. Next thing you knew it, we were making hundreds to pass out at our local workout communities. Um, and we found ourselves in front of Whole Foods um, and we brought them bars in Tupperware containers and shared with them that while the bar category was really crowded, no one was creating a multi-allergen free solution. And as we looked across the broader landscape um, within the grocery store, no one was building a brand on a foundation of seeds. Um, and they agreed and they agreed to launch us before we ever made or sold one thing commercially. So um, they launched us into, they agreed to launch us into about 30 stores here in New England. And that mitigated risk enough for us to say, let's give this a shot. So um, because we couldn't find any contract manufacturers anywhere in the US to make our products for us, that were also free of the most common allergens, we decided to build our own bakery. So in the back end of 2014, we built our own bakery um, in, uh, and it was Nicole and my dad uh, making bars during the day. I would come alongside friends after work at night to cut and wrap bars. Um, and we started pretty small, but since then we've scaled to nearly 100, uh, 100 team members. We're nationally distributed with Whole Foods, we're on board partners like JetBlue and Delta. We work with Jamba Juice nationwide. Um, and we also work with K through 12 schools um, like Boston Public Schools and Minneapolis Public Schools and others. So, um, you know, we're really excited uh, about where the business is, but uh, we're currently capacity constrained. And so um, in 2019, we, um, we brought on a, a warehouse facility here in Canton and have absolutely loved uh, being in town. And so therefore we're looking to expand our manufacturing operation to, uh, to 85 John Road, um, which will allow us to scale pretty significantly and add a significant number of purposeful manufacturing jobs um, here into the town of Canton. Great, and that, the building was vacant, correct? Correct. Yes. Right, so Mr. Chairman, members of the board, uh, this, this area is zone limited industrial, so it's within the confines of um, current businesses for the area. As you know, some of their neighbors up there are Pepsi, Irish Cultural Center, um, Armstrong Pharmaceutical. So the area is, is perfect for their business. And do you want to talk a little bit about how you're going to modify the building and your timeline? Sure. So um, the building was the, or the space that we would be going into is, um, it was formerly, I think Siemens was in there. Um, it's been vacant for a while. Um, there's, uh, I guess extensive to us, but extensive renovations that we would be um, doing to the building, um, significantly increasing the building value. Um, and uh, the lion's share of the work will be to transform, um, you know, approximately 75% of the space into pure production space. The rest would be um, office and warehouse. Um, and we would run our bar line, our butter line, and our seed NOLA lines um, out of that space. So, Ms. Chairman, that business will be moving from Boston. Nicole was just telling me they're currently in Dorchester. We are in Dorchester. Right, so that would be moving to Canton, and the primary manufacturing facility would be here. How many employees do you have that would move to Canton? 
Um, we're pushing 100 team members across uh, the bakery and manufacturing, um, warehousing, and office, um, trying to bring everything under one roof. You'll be adding uh, folks, I imagine. We will be adding significantly um, to that workforce. Currently, we're only running two shifts. Um, and uh, as the company has grown, we'll be adding both um, office and corporate as, as well as across the bakery and the warehouse. That's great. And the timetable? Uh, we're hoping, we're really hoping to be in by like the end of the year Q1. Um, so we're looking to move as quickly as possible. Great, thank you. Any questions from any members of the board? Yes, Ms. Lopez? Um, you're, uh, you're leasing the building, not owning the building? We are leasing the okay. building. And you're privately held? Uh, yes, the yes. company was started by Rob and I. Not for long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what's a purposeful manufacturing employee? So, I mean, we, if we were gonna start our own manufacturing facility, we really wanted to think about turning a typical food manufacturing job on its head. Typically, this industry has really high turnover, really low pay, it's a really hard job. Um, we wanted to create purposeful jobs where we were hiring from the community, we were creating career paths. So we've had, we've been blessed with an incredible team. We've had really low turnover by industry standards and almost with the exception of one, every single one of our supervisors and managers have been promoted from within. Um, so we're super proud of that. Um, we have, we now have production team members who started as entry-level people who are now on a like a quality assurance track so we have people moving into QA tech roles um, it's a harder way of doing things but we think that it creates a stronger team and happier team members so um, that's great how we do it yeah great to hear thank you okay. any other comments or questions from members of the board here's one thing I like to say this is the third time sitting with your folks and uh, a little more on the story is that you went to one of the major hospitals in Boston and your, in, your future in-laws came by and they thought you were the best thing since a pocket on a shirt, right? So <laughs> you got to say that. I saved their son's life I'm and I may have some have extra brownie I think that story is unbelievable. <laughs> it really is. And congratulations. Thank and you. It uh, shows the type of people, type of person you are. And congratulations. And, you. you know, the, the, from doing it in your basement to where you were in Dorchester and, and then coming to Canton, we couldn't be, I mean, I speak for the board and for the town, we couldn't be happy to have you here. Thank you for coming and we welcome you. We're here to help you. Gene's here to help you, a town administrator, whatever we can do to help you. Thank you Thank so you. much. Okay. We're thrilled to be here and we're really excited for this to be the launching point for the next level of growth for the company. Fantastic. So, so Mr. Chairman, um, we are here to ask the board, uh, there's an estimate from the building department that was sent to Charlie of, um, $17,800, roughly 18000 in building permit fees. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to ask you and the board for consideration of wa waivering of that um, in lieu of the municipality EDRP grant. Uh, if you and the board would so uh, consider a, a vote uh, on that for them. Sure, and that's what we had discussed earlier. And um, instead of coming in last week, we asked you to come August 2nd, which is tonight. So we could, uh, Mr. Manning could be here. He's, uh, He's the chief cook and bottle washer, so if you have any of those jobs available, I'm sure he might be available. <laughs> we do. Is, this well, is his expertise. So if that's your recommendation. Ms. Lopez, you have a question? Is that also subject to um, your recommendation for a memorandum of understanding? And yes, yes. And um, uh, Nicole and Rob, if you could talk a little bit about municipality engagement. I know we talked about that's something that's important to 88 acres. and. 
we talked about some worthy uh, engagement, you know, that the board would look favorably upon, for example, whatever works for you, but the schools, council on aging, perhaps, um, you know, some other things the board might recommend. Could you talk a little bit about your community engagement for the company? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as a mission-driven brand that has was started and has grown here in Massachusetts, supporting the local economy and local food system is paramount to who we are um, as a team and as, as a brand. Um, and, you know, specifically here in Canton, our ability to work with the local community on job creation, um, partnering with the uh, Canton Town Schools on um, their food programming and health and wellness initiatives, in addition to supporting the local food pantry. Um, and then lastly, we were a brand, you know, we're uh, at our core a health and wellness brand that was very much founded through uh, the active lifestyle community, so the ability to support the local road races and different active lifestyle events in town would be really important. Um, we've never, uh, nothing that we've done from, the, from a business standpoint has ever been transactional. It's really important for us to have deep, meaningful partnerships, whether it be with our retailers or suppliers or the communities that, um, that we serve. So, um, We'd love to introduce you to the folks who have put together our, our Canton Farmers Market. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Their mission about health and wellness is aligned perfectly yeah. with your own. Yeah, that'd be great. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Tom's one of the uh, <laughs> one of the one of the main cogs in the um, farmers market. Awesome. Oh, great. Nice to meet you. That's great. Any other questions or comments? Hearing none, look for a motion, Mr. Theodore. Move that we the board um, waive the um, building fees for eighty-eight acres of the amount of eighteen thousand dollars. Second. Motion has been made and seconded. Any further discussion, comments, questions? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5 0. Congratulations and welcome to Canton. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Bristol. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I brought everyone snacks if you guys want some snacks. I'm allergic to healthy food. <laughs> <laughs> so is my dad, and he still loves our stuff. <laughs> the name 88 Acres comes from the farm you grew up on. Yeah, it's the size of Nicole's family. Yeah, Nicole, yeah. And they're, uh, they're still there. That's great. We're just there on, uh, just there on Saturday. Ah, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to Canada. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Again, good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Best of luck. Thank you. Chocolate sea salt. Did that goes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have my eye on the granola, guys. <laughs> You can. <laughs> Mr. Theodore. Next on the, as a sustainability uh, committee, home energy audit partnership discussion, uh, Ms. Smith. Ms. Smith. Is she, she was us here. She just stepped out for a second. That's right. I heard her coughing. You all right? Yeah. Yeah. I got coughing being with my water bottle in the car. Oh, it's raining. That's right. We need it. You made the grand entrance. I, I did. <laughs> as long as you're all right. Come on up with me. Um, uh, Patty rescued me, so thank you, Patty. Thank you, Patty. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll try to be brief and not take up too much of your time. Um, the Canton Sustainability... Just Canton's, want to introduce yourself. And oh, folks, sorry. Please. 
Christine Smith. I thought I did when I when I made my entrance. <laughs> well, we um, know who you are, but the more the folks. No, no, no. Christine Smith, Canton Sustainability Committee Chair. Um, we were approached by um, HomeWorks, which is a Mass Save um, contractor, to see about uh, whether we would partner with them to help encourage um, residents within Canton to participate in the Mass Save program. Um, as you know, uh, residents fund that through their electricity bill, but a lot of people do not take advantage of it. Um, you know, there's a lot of energy efficiencies that can be paid for by the program. There's some really good grants going on right now for heat pumps and um, things of that nature that could really, you know, redu reduce a person's or a home's carbon footprint. Um, all good things. And so we agreed that, you know, we, we thought it was a good idea to encourage people to take advantage of this program. So um, that's the brief overview. I have with me um, Steve Shinopoulos. You got it. That's right, from HomeWorks. Um, I did send over some of the information that they had provided to us. Um, you know, there was a graphic that tells you, you know, how much um, carbon emissions have been saved in Canton over a certain period of time by doing these projects. So um, again, that's the other impetus, but I'll, I'll turn it over to Stephen to talk a little bit more about the program. Absolutely, so uh, my name is Steve Shinopoulos. I, I live just over in Westwood. Um, I'm the partnership coordinator at Homeworks Energy, so um, corporate, nonprofits, municipal partnerships as well. Uh, we partner with six municipalities right now, as well as another six sustainability groups that you know work under the, the town space. <clears throat> Uh, the basic service that we provide is a home energy assessment, and as Christine said, it's accounted for in our, you know, the state utility bills. Um, basic process is that we provide people with a health and safety check throughout the home. We assess weatherization and HVAC opportunities in the home and provide available uh, rebates through the program. So it's kind of an informational session. Um, and we work with municipalities who are, you know, kind of promoting this to their uh, residents and just uh, spreading the word about what the program can do for them. Great, thank you. And um, so this would be a non-exclusive partnership. So if you know another similar company approached us and wanted to do the same thing, we could do that. We wouldn't be tied to, to working this with this one company. Great, thank you. Any questions to Christine or Steve? How would people take advantage of this then? How would they? Yeah, so um, it, it is utility company dependent, so National Grid and Eversource are the two main players. Um, and basically residents who live in a single family up to a multifamily home of four units um, can have a no cost energy assessment every three years through the program. And it's about something like 2% of the utility bill. Um, it's one of those charges on the bottom of the bill, the energy efficiency charge, and that's what pays for the program. And, and we would promote it by, um sending out a letter, I think I provided a sample one that they had done with um, Tingsboro that would go out to all the residents. So that would kind of encourage people to do it because it's coming from the town, from the sustainability committee as opposed to people get these mailings all the time and they're not sure, is this a scam? They, they just don't pay attention to it. But we, so we thought this would, would be a better approach to get people to take That's advantage. absolutely, I've got several of them. And they've, it's, you know, where it's coming from, East, East Gosh. Right, and you're not sure who it is and, and who they are. Right. Thank you. That's, that's a very important, that's key. Ms. Lopez? About a year ago, the Sustainability Committee did a survey of residents, and my memory is that there was an overwhelming interest in education. There was. And this seems to be very much aligned with that. 
The only thing that surprised me about the materials, because it seems like such a no-brainer, is why aren't there more communities that are already participating? It's been kind of a gradual ramp. So I've been doing the kind of business development side for about three years now, and um, it's just been kind of a slow build. So we've been working with Lexington for about two years, Tingsboro for about two years, um, and then just recently in the last six months or so, uh, Beverly, Salem, Gloucester have all joined up, and there's several more that are kind of mulling it over. So it's seems only upside. Yeah, and, and there might be other companies that might be partnering with, with other towns. There are, yeah, absolutely. Um, and just, it was noted in the materials, but they create a, a landing page for town residents. So if, if you know people are doing this online, they have a dedicated space to go to. So um, and I think the, the only issue, and it, it's probably what um, Mr. Aspinwall was, had his hand up, um, is I'm not sure you know, whether it, it needs to go through a procurement process or it doesn't. Um, it sounds like you've, with a number of municipalities you've worked with, you, you have not had to, but I'll defer to, um, to you know, Randy is here too as well. And Mr. Asmell, Chairman, uh, there's no appropriation by the town for, for this. There's no, there's no cost to the town for this. So in terms of procurement, we're covered, but town council did suggest that we, because this is a collaboration, that, there, that it be written in written form. So he did provide us with a form that they've used in other towns that uh, if we could take a look at and using sure. and, and modifying for our use. Randy, th do you have any, anything else, uh, Mr. Asmole? Nah, Mr. Scollins? I concur. Okay. This is similar to what we did with the, um, with black, with the compost, it, yeah. similar, just a little different because they're not, they were like they're our preferred provider, whereas this would be a non-exclusive. But other than that, you're, you're right, similar to that. It's essentially co-branding, co-marketing, co-branding. Right. Ms. McDermott. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, Patricia McDermott, 225 Shawnee Street, also the Planning Board Sustainability Member. I've actually contacted the company. They're very thorough. They actually go through things like in reference to Novin 2, they tested our HVAC system, and they're going to be coming out and doing uh, things that I never thought you could do for sill work on the basement to make it much more efficient in the house. Of course, we all know energy bills are going to be up in the next 60 days, oh. and uh, anything you can do to anybody can do to help with their bills would be great. So I, I'm really for this. Um, they were very efficient when it came to telling me who the person was that was coming to my house, so I didn't feel like some strange person was going to show up. I knew ahead of time. They called me ahead of time. And they were very, very pleasant to deal with. I just wanted to let everybody know. Great. Thank you, Patty. Thank you. Thank you. Any other comments or questions from the board? No. Anything else you want to add, Christine? No. I think that, that covers it. Oh? Nope. Okay. Steve, thank you for coming. Thank you. A long trek from Westwood, but thank you. <laughs> better, than, better than Tinsboro. <laughs> it was a scenic drive, so thank you for having me. Thank you very much. And do uh, you need anything else from us, Christine? No, I'm not sure if you need a vote or you don't yeah, need you a vote. Well, we're waiting to see what the, um, for Paul to just for the, to examine the uh, form, weren't we? Just include yeah. the, we can include no, the form. I, I think we can make that conditional. Yeah, I just said we condition that the, the form gets, in, so you can keep going. Yeah. So what are we adopting here then? Just to uh, vote in support of the collaboration and, and uh, direct town council to review the the document that needs to be signed. Exactly. That's fine. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. okay. But that sounds good to me. Great. So second that. Second. <coughs> Motion to be made and seconded. Any further discussion, <laughs> comments, or questions? 
Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? That's 5-0. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. And just one, uh, one quick thing when you mentioned composting, um, just a, a PR that the Sustainability Committee is going to be at the farmer's market this week. Um, with Black Earth Composting is going to be there. There's a whole sustainable farming. Um, so I hope to see members of the public and maybe some members of the board on Sunday there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next order of business, Mr. Birmingham. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Yes, sir. Good evening, Mr. Chairman, select board members. Uh, my name is Tom Birmingham. I'm at 88 Sherman Avenue. And this evening, uh, I'm going to discuss a uh, update of the Town of Canton's Energy and Advisory Committee report uh, to make sure we keep the uh, select board apprised of our progress to bring municipal energy aggregation to Canton. So I have some prepared remarks. I'm going to try to keep this to about 15 minutes, but um, I distributed these prior to the meeting. If you have had a chance, um, feel free to ask questions throughout. So just a quick overview of what the municipal aggregation program entails for those of you that it's been a little while since um, we've talked about this. But uh, one of the first big steps that we needed to, to do was bring an energy broker to town. And we've gone through that process and we have contracted with Mass Power Choice. And that is the name of the company that's going to help us administer uh, the aggregation program. And they are very experienced at this. They work with several other communities um, throughout the state to do this. And uh, engagement to date has been great. They're uh, working hard to help us stay on track with what the required decisions are. And uh, tonight's uh, meeting is an opportunity for me to share with you where some of the preliminary decisions that we need your support for. Um, there are four key program elements to this aggregation program, and we're basically really at step one right now. Uh, the first one is the municipal aggregation plan, and this is a written document that will uh, help us formulate exactly what the program is going to look like and this eventually gets submitted to the Department of Public Utilities for approval once uh, the select board signs off on that. The second piece is an education and outreach plan. This is one of the most important elements of the program. It's our opportunity to help uh, the town, both residents and companies, understand what we're offering and um, that's going to be developed in the second phase. The third phase is, phase is an automatic enrollment notification plan that is for uh, primarily residential customers but commercial customers as well to uh, understand that it's time to make a decision. And then finally the model electricity supply agreement that's one of the last things we go through and that's to select a vendor to help uh, procure supply in the marketplace. So as I said those are four stages, we're in stage one. Um, just wanted to run by this decision-making model uh, to make sure that you understand what we're trying to do as a committee and working with the town administrator and the select board. 
So what we see as a committee as the role of the select board is the ultimate decision maker. That's in the RFP, it's in our mission statement, it's all pretty clearly laid out, but we haven't figured out exactly how to communicate what the committee's doing through the town administrator and up to the select board. So this is really the first meeting that we've had a chance to lay, sort of get to that decision-making point for a few items that we'll get into in a minute. So um, what we were thinking of doing is just providing periodic status updates like tonight. This would be a sample of what we would do when we have decisions to be made by the select board is prepare an agenda and present that to you and let you um, review that and ask questions. And then we'll just continue down those four stages of the program. So stage one, we'll get some decisions, stage two, three, and four. So if that seems reasonable to you, that is um, what I would propose for the committee to work with the select board. And then uh, we're gonna be working with the town administrator as our lead contact person and um, make sure that before we present to you that we're clear on what it is we're asking for and everybody's comfortable with that with the progress um, so no major decisions made by the committee i would call them administrative in general just to try to pro uh, keep the program moving and then tee up any major decisions material decisions is what i call it with the select board through the town administrator if that seems reasonable then that works for us okay. mr asimov uh, Mr. Chair, this is uh, the finance director and I had a conversation about this in the last couple of weeks, and it's similar to it's very similar to what we we're thinking of. Uh, we have to, however, meld this into a new someone coming into the position, new into the next to the next town administrator, uh, chief duty. And so, what, what we would try to do, what we have to do, is try to work this in with in an education piece with bringing the, the chief up to up to uh, snuff on on where this stands. So uh, what, what I would like is for, for a chance to, the formal process we're starting on a review of legal cases with the town council on, on the 10th. And uh, what I would like is the opportunity to sit down with the chief, perhaps Tom and, um, and Randy and go through this and then and think about the milestones, talk about the milestones that we have thought of as okay. well and try to meld that into this, this plan. Is that right with you, Tom? That sounds oh, like absolutely, good, good. yeah, yep. look forward to it. With Randy and, and uh, yep, make it a smooth transition. Yeah, that would be that would be great. Yeah, everyone's on the same page. Yeah, there's a lot of details in this program that we you know just want to facilitate the decision making sure. process. And, Absolutely. Yeah, sounds good. Any other questions or comments from anybody? Yes, Ms. Lopez. Um, um, there are in the spreadsheet that you included with materials. There are things indicated recommendations. Are you asking for us to approve these recommendations tonight? Yes. If, if I can go through those one at a time, okay, that would be great. So that was just kind of the decision-making model, making sure we're all on the, page, the same page for that. So we do have a few requests uh, for decisions tonight, and if I could, I'd just go through them one at a time. Um, the, the purpose of these particular requests is to get them put into the municipal plan itself. They're, they're really not uh, very substantial or substantive, if you will. Um, but what we found, and with the guidance of Mass Power Choice, the Department of Public Utilities wants to see that you're very clear with the marketing and communications and education program. So we've got to make some decisions of what we want to call this thing so that we're clear, that we're comfortable. Any of the marketing materials, the education materials that subsequently get developed with much more detail 
are named consistently throughout the whole process. So for example, um, the program name is something that was recommended to us to figure out right away. And the committee battered around a number of different options and uh, looked at a lot of different examples that are available through uh, the state program. There's about 110 other municipalities doing this already in Massachusetts. And we came up with a recommendation of the Canton Electricity Choice. And uh, for the following reasons, we thought it was pretty simple. It was consistent with some of the other towns and uh, it translates well in other languages. So that was our recommendation for the name of the program. Uh, Mr. Chairman, if I can just uh, ask that we make one decisions at, you know, one at a time, I think that would be simpler. Well, usually we're just hearing about what decision, so usually we like to hear it. And you want to go through the whole thing? Yeah, but you want to go through them. Sure, okay, yeah. that's fine. Whatever, whether it be you folks or anybody. We're just hearing about the, you decided on getting electricity choice. Yep. So, and there were other, other. There are other elements. Yeah, there are other choices. In okay. It, go ahead. Um, well, that's the name of the program name <clears throat> and, and the single choice that we bantered around. We have a few other examples of a, the program name that we considered. Um, but our recommendation came down to this one. Uh, Mr. Chairman, if you'd like me to also illuminate on the other choices of the name, otherwise I can go into program logo was the next decision. Why don't you go into yeah, the program logo? Okay. If, if anyone else have any questions, but yeah. Sounds so, good. So your committee voted on these, correct? I'm sorry. Your committee had, has voted on these, Yes, correct? we have. This is our recommendation. Okay. Um, the program logo, we think it's important to have. It's a, you know, these days it's the crowded marketing space and we think it's good to have a logo. We can't develop the logo until we get a program name. So in concept, what we're asking for approval for you tonight is to go ahead and start developing a program logo. The cost of the marketing and development of that logo is already built into the cost of the contract that we have with the uh, broker. So there's no cost, uh, incremental at least associated with the developmental logo. So my request for you tonight is to give us the authorization to move forward with the logo once we get the name decided if we can do that tonight. And then another thought was to try to brand it related to Canton. There were a few different ideas of what we could use for a symbol associated with Canton. Our recommendation would be to use the Canton Viaduct as you know it's an iconic symbol of the town. We don't want it to get confused with the town symbol uh, the Bulldog and the Green Sea, it's a little too close to the high school and a lot of sports related stuff. So that's why we were thinking about the viaduct as being embedded in the logo. And there's only two in the world, you know that, correct? I know, exactly. Right. Oh, I thought there was two in Russia. Russia has two. Oh, they have two. Yeah. Do they connect? No. Does <laughs> no. anybody one? I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I think the trick is if you've gone to all three, right? <laughs> Not now. <laughs> no, especially now. Okay, so that's decision number two. Decision number three is the number of program options. So what we mean by that is when um, a customer, this is all about having choice. So when a customer wants to uh, select what type of um, energy supply they're going to choose, we, we recommend that they have three choices. We've called them, um, or three tiers. It's basically... Uh, what they can get from the utility, uh, what is as kind of the base rate, what we can get from uh, a, an additional amount of renewable energy over and above what the state limit is, 
and um, the Canton Basic. These are the three names. Um, so I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Sorry, let me back up. The number of program options we're recommending three. There, there's some towns that do four. We're trying to keep it simple to three. Maybe what I can do is explain, as I just was, the program option names is the fourth decision. And so Canton Standard, Canton Plus, and Canton Basic. So if we can get agreement that those seem to make sense. We don't have to define exactly what they are today. Um, that's going to be part of the process that we go through to see, okay, what does this cost uh, the customers? That's, you know, several months down the road. Go ahead. Yes. Say we could ask questions. Yeah. Just an observation. Um, if I'm a consumer, I have a hard time distinguishing between Canton Standard and Canton Basic. Um, they just seem to be awfully yeah, I agree. potentially confusing. Yeah. So just some input. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. And mm -hmm. Usually the plus is usually, usually the, like my, HM, my, my health insurance is a PPO and there's no difference. I still pay more than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, but three uh, seems to be yeah. the right number. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, thank you for the feedback. Uh, the fifth and last decision is to uh, include what's called an operational adder into our program proposal. There are a number of um, towns that have used this as an opportunity to um, hire a sustainability uh, energy related advisor um, for the town. Now the question is you know, that's a loaded question, right? How much does it cost? What are the benefits? All that sort of thing. We're not recommending that we make that decision today um, because there's a lot of details that we don't have available right now. What we're recommending is that we move forward with the concept that we ask for an adder to be approved by the Department of Public Utilities um, and then decide as a town after that decision whether we need to go forward with that. So, th so today I'm asking you to give us permission to include this as an option for the committee to move forward with. That request would then go to the department for approval if they decide to approve it. And there's plenty of precedent to do that. And then we would come back to the town and say, does this make sense based on um, what, what the cost is and what we need done for, for the work that's associated with the program. The expectation is that if you don't ask for it at all, you'll never get it. And that the, some towns that we've talked to have found that it, it, there is a strain. There's, there's need to administer these kinds of energy programs within the town itself, not just the voluntary committee that I represent today. So that's the fifth um, request for today. And the, the attic can be added. The attic can either stay or, or we, don't have to add, we, don't, we don't have to add it. Correct. That's correct. Okay. The choice is later, but if we don't ask for it now, we'll never get the opportunity to. You're just asking for the right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So hopefully that made sense. Any questions? Uh, any questions from members, uh, Mr. Aspinwall? Chairman, I appreciate the, the the desire to to want answers on this tonight. But again, what I would ask for the board is if we could get so we can get the chief acclimated and get him get him up to speed on what this, this whole concept is and what. What the, what the contract uh, and RFP said. Uh, if, if we could work on this at your next meeting, I would appreciate that opportunity. And then we'll meet with we'll meet with Tom 
and go through the When you meet, when you sit down before and have it all ready for the, right. the, the, uh, the 30th of August? Right. Right. Is that doable for you, Tom? Um, yeah, I, whatever you all wish, there, there is some time sensitivity to trying to move the ball. Um, the, the timeline to get this to, to offer this program to the citizens is fairly extensive. Uh, primarily, the biggest piece of the timeline is Department of Public Utilities approval, and that's taking upwards of 12 months today. And so we're trying to keep, you know, pushing to get to the point where we get the filing in front of the department. You know, a couple more weeks isn't going to take us off the rails, but I am trying to keep us. Sure. Um, keep so us if I can give you a commitment for the 30th, then that, that would be okay. No longer than the 30th. Sure. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Just so we get, uh, are you watching all of this? <laughs> and we can set up the meeting with Charlie and, and Ch Charlie and Charlie and Charlie, and yeah, Randy, of course. Yep, right. So that's great. Okay, so we'll hold off on decisions. We'll schedule that's that meeting. Okay. And, okay, and I'll make sure it's on. I'm not saying that I'll make sure, but I'll make sure that uh, I'll talk to the <coughs> person that puts it all on paper. Right, Laurie. Sounds good. And it, and go I, I just have to ask, since, since we would be putting it off for a month, are any of these decisions um, implicated by getting the Newtown administrator sort of up to speed on how the RFP works? I mean, I'm, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure why we can't do things in parallel, but yeah. we're going to lose a month. Well, it's, it's the end of the month, end of the month and that's, I think that's, 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 that's appropriate. We're just getting a lot of this tonight. Well, uh, okay. if it makes you feel <clears throat> more at ease, the, we have a committee meeting on Thursday, and there's plenty of things that we can do. Okay. So we'll, we'll continue to forge ahead, and then um, if we have additional decisions for you to make we on the that. 30th, I'll, I'll try to have those ready for you as well and brief uh, both Charlies on that. That'd be great. Make sense? Yes, sir. Okay, and because everybody else is pitching the farmer's market, <laughs> if I may, approach the bench. <laughs> Here's a personal invitation for all of you. This is uh, National Farmer's Week. Thank you. Is this week. Thank you, sir. On Sunday. And uh, they have encouraged us to uh, share Thanks, invitations with our government, government leaders. Charlie, sorry, I missed you. Mm -hmm. And uh, please feel free to come join us on Sunday. It's going to be a good event, and um, things are going well with that as well. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Tom, thank you. Okay. Good to see you as always. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'd like to have uh, take out of order um, Ms. Murphy and Ms. Uh, Chief Duty. Miss Buckley, I'm sorry. You remind me of my old music teacher, Miss Murphy. Yeah. I'm serious. That's a good thing. To this day, I still sing in the shower because of her. <laughs> so I apologize, Miss Buckley. To an old teacher. Oh. <laughs> nice to see you. Good to see you as always. Mary's used to speaking in public, so she's not nervous at all. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> Thank you for. Uh, Having us tonight, Mr. Chairman. Tom, I just want to say what this. Uh, oh, what, what are we? What are we? We're going down to the uh, the Ponca Park School for regarding the food pantry. I think it's number um, number two on no. old business. 
Oh, okay. 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 That would be the uh, pocket park school building discussion for the future mm -hmm. use of the uh, pantry food pantry site. Mm -hmm. Chief, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, as you know, the the Ponca Park School has been vacant for some time. It's a town-owned building, and some time ago, Mr. Aspinwall was soliciting opinions as to from department heads and so forth if anyone had any ideas for use of the property. And um, to me, uh, it came to mind that it would be an excellent location for the Canton Food Pantry. So I forwarded the request and to see if the board would consider that location as a, a possible uh, landing spot for the food pantry. Um, I brought Mary Buckley with me tonight because she is our food pantry director. And uh, if you had any questions about what happens down there, she could certainly answer them. Uh, but I will tell you that the food pantry has been located um, in the basement of the uh, Rodman building at the Canton High School for some time. Uh, it is not spacious, I would say. It's the old girls' locker room. <laughs> shower. <laughs> yeah. That's where we are. Yeah. So, but, you know, Mary and her team do a great job. They service over 250 families on a weekly basis uh, and deliver food to those who can't pick up. Uh, but we definitely um, could use uh, more space. Um, storage of food is a, is a, a, a real problem for mm -hmm. us. Um, Mary's not able to order uh, enough food from the Greater Boston Food Bank to accommodate um, all her clients. So uh, definitely more storage space is needed. So uh, took a look at the, the Ponkapog um, school building and although you know uh, it needs a little TLC, the, the actual physical space um, looks like it would be uh, a real benefit to the food pantry. It's Right now we're working in about 720 square feet and the, uh, the, the main floor of the Ponkapog school is about 2100 square feet. So it's a significant increase in space for us which we actually need. I know there's concern um, from folks about the traffic in the location. I'll say a couple of things about that. Uh, the location is actually better for confidentiality, I yes, would say. I, yeah. uh, you know, we have you know, clients that uh, access the services of the food pantry who may have uh, children at the Canton High School. So from a confidentiality standpoint, it can be difficult for folks to, to go in and access that food. So uh, this would obviously avoid that problem. It's, it's a more confidential space. As far as the traffic, um, the hours of the food pantry are such that it's open um, after the initial morning rush and it closes prior to the afternoon rush. So we think that the traffic, although it's busier, um, won't be as much of an issue as, as some folks have uh, been concerned about. Any questions for Ms. Buckley or the Chief, Mr. Locker? Just, uh, I'm not sure if it's even appropriate, but uh, have you talked at all about um, some of uh, the families that use that and whether or not they would be opposed to, because it is on such a far end of the town? Yeah. Um, no, we ha I have not. Okay. Nothing was, you know, wasn't definite. And, um, but we do have clients that are up that way on the Stoughton Canton line. Yeah. And if they need to, have get a uh, ride to the pantry. Um, the senior um, Diane Tynan will get them a ride there. She has the bus and she'll pick them her kid. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> Thanks. We also uh, we do we deliver as well. So yeah. you know, folks who are uncomfortable going there could could get the food delivered Perfect. to them. Okay, so non-issue. Thank you. That was one of the concerns that were brought up to me that the danger of going in and out of 138. 
which is that's a bad road. And a suggestion was brought up to me, which I thought was a great idea, was at this point now you need more space right away. Why can't we use St. Gerard's downstairs? It's our building to at least get us over the time until we figure out what we're going to do. So, so I think that, that they're looking for kind of a permanent home on well, Ponkapog. So I, I would support the St. Gerard's if they needed to temporarily get out of the high school uh, because we're, we're not using the building right now, so that would be a good spot for it. But I think they're looking for, we'd like to relocate from the high school to Ponkapog. I, I just, I'm just concerned about the number of people that have mentioned to me that they would be afraid to go up there. Not that they're going to the food pantry, but like the elderly people going up on 138. Oh I, I drive I it all the time. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it can be brutal coming off the highway. Yeah. And I was up there the other day, and I sat for like an hour. It was like 3 o'clock. Did you close at 2, you said, or 3? No, we're done uh, by 11.30, but I'm there usually later. But... Um, there shouldn't be any traffic at that hour. It, it was just starting. There wasn't that much traffic at all. That's my. But we do uh, have deliveries around one o'clock. Yeah. So. So I mean, deliveries from vendors, correct? Pardon me. Deliveries from vendors, correct? Uh, from Greater Boston. Yes. Yeah. Correct. And they're, yeah. Kind of, they're right off the highway. Yeah. Tom, any other further up? Further oh, I just I've, I'm on the road. I've had cars go by me. I'm going 50 on there. They're going by me like I'm standing still, coming off 138 heading towards Stoughton, so yeah. Yeah. I'm just no. concerned about that, that stretch of road. No, I think I, it's, a legitimate, it's a legitimate concern. It's definitely busier um, than turning into the high school, but we also have uh, traffic pedestrian issues at the high school too because mm -hmm. we're there, we're open during school drop-off and things like that, so it gets, it, the, the, the clients wind up having to park in the fire lane because there's no parking in the parking lot, so it, it actually gets a little tricky in the high school as well. Um, especially on a half day. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It yeah. gets really tricky. I mean, we had graduation that was uh, canceled, and then they scheduled it for Saturday morning, which we were open, and the police officer was blocking our clients from coming in, and it was like utter chaos, utter chaos. Um, and I was pretty upset about yes, it. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's not an optimal location. Yeah. So we just felt like this was maybe um, an, an opportunity to, to find a permanent home that would be a little bit... Ms. Lopez? Um, I, the whole town thanks you for what you and all the volunteers do, it's, and, and we need to work hard to find a place that is suitable and meets the needs. Um, about seven or eight months ago, I don't remember, there was a presentation that the board heard from, um, I think, members of the Boy Scouts organization that were interested in using the space for, ah, Mr. Emhart is here for um, meeting space, and I'll defer to him, but my, my question is, is there any opportunity, given the available space, to accommodate both needs? That, um, or are, do you anticipate that if you were to use the space, you'd need the entirety of the space for all of the time versus you know, sharing it on some basis with other community organizations that could also use the space? I don't have a good understanding of of the space itself, I haven't visited there. Yeah, I, um, I'll take this one for you. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, based on you know my walkthrough of the building, I would say that the food pantry could operate pretty effectively using the main floor. There's a second floor that has space, has office space, it has a larger uh, meeting space up there that I don't really think the food pantry would need to utilize all of it. Maybe a portion of it to, to do some food storage, 
but not all of it. So I think there's an opportunity to share space. However, the, the concern is that um, we, we, we would want to be really careful about sharing the space at the same time. In other words, we don't, it would be tough to have the Boy Scouts meeting while we were having clients come in and you know, get, getting food. So it, if you could work it out schedule-wise where the two aren't there at the same time, then I think it's a possibility. Mr. Amhart. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'm speaking as a board member of Friends of Canton Scouting, and right, right from the get-go here, uh, we're, we're in favor of this. Um, um, I know Mr. Salvatore and I spoke before you previously, and um, unfortunately, Ms. Salvatore is out of town, out of state, actually, but both Ms. Salvatore and myself thought it was very important that we come tonight to express our support of the food pantry using that space. Um, maybe after they're settled in, there, there is some availability uh, for the second floor space for Friends of Canton Scouting nonprofit or other nonprofits to, to use that as maybe some small office space or something like that. Um, um, we, would, we would, you know, be happy to to know if, if, if there is a possibility down the road. But um, like I said, both Mr. Salvatore and myself really wanted to express we support the board and, and Mr. Duty on this that, um, as you know, Mr. Chairman, an empty building, especially a historical building like that, deteriorates a lot faster without, without somebody in it. And I'm really happy and excited to see a use up there so that we don't lose that historic building. And, um, just wanted to say we support it, and if there's opportunity down the road, like Mr. said, to share some of that second floor space, we would, we would love to see, see that available for nonprofits. Thank you, Dave. And just for the record, I did get a call from uh, uh, Mr. Salvatore. He's visiting relatives in, uh, in Denver, and, um, but he did say he, exactly what you said, so thank you. Thanks for coming tonight, Dave. I told him it was, it was not necessary I was going to bring it up, but thank you. Yeah, we just thought it was important because we were here previously and, and had that discussion and didn't you. want you to think that, you know, we're not, we're not supporting the food pantry. Thank you. That's and you know what? If we got scouts up there, maybe we get more volunteers to yeah. help them out anyway. Yeah, and, we get some in-house you know, labor. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of organizations help the food pantry, both the, the Cubs and the scouts help and other organizations. They do. So, yes. you know, I mean, we're always happy to help. Mr. Chairman, may I ask Mr. M. how a question for you? Sure, absolutely, Mr. Um, Mr. Chief Duty. The, to, to the question of traffic, you've, you've been in that, you've functioned in that building with the Boy Scouts prior. Um, what, what is your opinion on the, the difficulty <laughs> of traffic getting in and out? Okay, I'm not on the traffic committee, but uh, my, personal, experience. my personal opinion is that, um, it, uh, like, like the members of the select board said, if you get past 2.30, 3 o'clock, you, you, you're not going to make a left out of there, and you're going to you're going to you're going to have a challenge just making a right out of there with yeah. the cars. So as long as your hours are are, are earlier, I, th I think it would be a lot safer. Um, I think if you get later in the day, um, what kind of investment are we talking to get this to do this? What would we have to do up that building? Put refrigeration and all that, or just kind of? Well, I haven't seen the building, but would have to make sure that the floor is, can handle the freezers and refrigerators. So you already um, have them, so it would be a matter of moving them up there? It would be matter, yes, we already have them, um, but just to make sure, it, it is an old building to make sure that it's... 
Yeah, so I if we went this route, though, and they decided, geez, if people aren't using it, you'll see a decline in people using the food bank because they're afraid to go up there. Or, you know, you, you do have, I'll what you don't, but multiple actions or actions that we could actually say, okay, this didn't work. It's not a really big expense to cl close up shop there and find another spot. That's what I'm, that's what uh, I'm getting yeah. at. And I don't know what the floors are, but I think you'd have to put something down that we could wash because we're always... Yeah, I mean, if, if, we were, if we were to move there, there are some things that would have to be done because they're carpeted floors, so they'd, they'd have to come oh, up and yeah. probably be, you know, linoleum or some surface that, that you could wash because, you know, Fine stuff yeah, a paint, made, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. lights, things like that. But I don't, uh, I didn't really see anything um, that would be a, a big renovation. There's no construction of any walls or anything like that necessary. Um, I, I, before we went too far, I, I, I wanted to come before, we wanted to come before you to, see if it was a possibility. If it is a possibility, then what I would, what I would do is I would um, meet with Mr. Walsh and, and, and visit the site with he and Mary and have him give us an assessment of the, the structural integrity of, of the building to make sure that it could handle the imposed load of the refrigeration. Because there's all kinds of equipment down in the basement. Yeah, the basement's loaded with communications with equipment. That's the, yeah. the deal with the, uh, the tower. So, hey, listen, you might, we might get there and Eddie Walsh might say, you know, the floor's not gonna, gonna support, support the, the equipment you want again, and then, then all bets are off, but. One more quick question, it has nothing to do with the facility, but uh, is that open to Canton residents only, Canton Food Pantry, is that for? The Canton residents only. Uh, we used to uh, do Sharon, but we lost funding. So they, uh, the, we kept the ones that were in there, grandfathered them in. So we only have one Sharon resident left. Do they have to show an ID when they come in? Is that how it's working? Well, they have to prove they're Canton resident, and then we give them a little barcode. <laughs> okay. So, um, and if someone is from out of town and they need food, we're certainly not going to let them walk out without right. food. Um, we'll just give them the information for their town, you know. Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Liz. But we do have a nice pantry. Yeah. And some exciting news for the food pantry, the able the helpline was able to secure a grant um, to pay from self-help to um, pay well help pay for uh, a food pantry coordinator uh, on a part-time basis 20 hours a week uh, because Mary here has been working very hard for a long time and would really like to relax <laughs> so we're trying to make that happen but it's really hard to find someone as dedicated as her to, to give the time that you need to run it efficiently so um, we thought that if we were able to offer the as a paid position, uh, we would attract a good quality candidate and maybe sustain it uh, for the long term. So we're going to be, right now the um, job description has been written and we've solicited for applicants. So Great. it's a good step forward. Great. Mr. Locker? Just one more question. Um, if you visit the site and realize that it's going to need X amount in renovations, um, what, what is your timetable? and how would you pay for those renovations? So what is your time, if everything worked out perfect, when would you like to be in there? I mean, I don't really think we had a timetable because okay. we didn't know the viability of the building. It was really, we still don't. Um, but if it turned out that it was structurally sound enough to, to move and you all gave us the, the go ahead, then we would start the process fairly quickly, um, you know, trying to get it up to snuff to move the equipment in and. And, and get it operational. As far as paying for it goes, um, yeah, you we, mentioned painting and carpeting. Yeah, we, we, well, of course, demo. Of course, we figured you would take care of that. But. Yeah, well, that, that's why I was. That asking. might not be the case. I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I, 
we the the helpline has um, funds available to do some of those cosmetic things like paint and uh, and tear up carpet and, and put down flooring. I would say that anything uh, structurally, like the roof, for example, need. Yeah, we already know this, but yeah. whether we go there or not, the roof needs to be repaired. So, I mean, I would think those type of items the town would, would work with us on. And that's, if I may, maybe Mr. Walsh, when he goes up there, can take a look and just take, because I, I, when I was up there, I noticed the roof, there were a couple, some um, shingles missing, and I'm not a roofer by any means. Yeah. So. I mean, I've spoken with Steve uh, Schwinier. He, 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 in his group, take care of that building. He tells me that all the utilities are in working condition, the air conditioning works, the heat works, the lights are working, fire alarm system's up and running. So those are all positive things, I think. Okay. Great. Any other questions, comments? Do you look for a, a motion to give yeah. them uh, give permission to go ahead? Yeah, yeah. Dave, excuse me, Mr. Amhart, do you have any other questions or concerns? Uh, uh, no, just while I had your focus, Mr. Chairman, um, from a capital perspective, it's great to see the restoration going on here and the Cross, crossing signal up by the temple on Washington Street. So yes. nice to see those capital projects and um, just really appreciate that this town sets aside money for capital and we can handle these things and look forward to the capital request <laughs> that may be forthcoming. So thank, thank you. you. It would help if there's a little office for the Boy Scout. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I didn't say it out loud. Did I say that out loud? Uh, Thank you for all your hard work in your committee, Dave. I mean that. Thank you. Any other questions? No. Ms. Buckley? No. Um, the only thing, the bathroom, that would probably cost because it would have to be handicap accessible. So <clears throat> with that being said, that would be another cost. That's a good point. So let me ask you a question. So we, if we give them, like, to basically make a motion tonight to give, to give the uh, Canton food, uh, food Pantry the... Um, Go ahead to see if the building yeah. is, is feasible for the um, food pantry. Is there a, is there anything as far as are they going to come back with what the cost? Yeah, tell us what's back going on. Yeah, I think cost. we should come back. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. Yeah. So I, I move that the um, the board approve the um, Canton food pantry to look into and see the feasibility of uh, moving into the um, old Parker Park School. Second. Motion been made and seconded. Any further discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing on all those in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed, five zero. Thank you. Good luck. Good luck. Much Thank appreciate you. that. Uh, one, more, one more thing, if I may, Mr. Chairman. I just would like to uh, give a, a public acknowledgement to the Canton Little League uh, 14 and under uh, boys baseball team. They're traveling to New Jersey tomorrow morning. They won the Massachusetts uh, championship. They're playing in the New England championship. And then if they roll through that like they did in Massachusetts, they'll be going to Taylor, Michigan for the national championship. Oh, so, nice. uh, I say that because the team is coached by Kitten Fire Lieutenant Tom Norton, and <laughs> he is very excited about it, and I had to give him some time off. So we wish them well. I'll keep us updated. We'll do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Always have time for an old teacher, right? A retired teacher, right? What's that? Always have time for a, a teacher. <laughs> right? Oh. My twin sister's a teacher. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Theodore. Well, Tom, did uh, you have anything more to yeah. you, you back for something else? Or I didn't know if you were just forgot something. I think, okay. um, Mr. Lockwood? Yeah. Um, Mr. Chairman, I just, um, is it possible to do the um, organogenesis discussion as well while we still have Mr. Manning? Because I believe he can go after we have this discussion. You don't have to leave, but if you want to leave after that, you certainly Come on up, Gene, please. 
Mr. Chairman, members of the board, great to be back before you on one of our favorite topics that the board spent no time on in the last six months. Um, the town was approached, uh, as the board is aware, Mr. Chairman, by uh, Organogenesis on their property at 275 Dan Road. Um, just some history, as the board knows, the building was built in 2010 as a planned manufacturing facility. Uh, the company made an acquisition in 2012 that had an existing manufacturing facility in California. Basically, the building uh, was left partially completed um, and it's been sitting vacant since that time. So Ganogenesis has made the decision to um, uh, re-energize this building, open it in a state-of-the-art manufacturing facility, combining um, properties in uh, California and I believe um, Alabama would be consolidated to Canton in a new state-of-the-art manufacturing facility. Uh, they're estimating the project value at $120 million. Uh, they approached the state and the Mass Biotech Council um, and we're in the preliminary process of an EDIP grant which would involve two pieces where they would receive an abandoned building tax credit because it's been vacant more than five years. Uh, they're also entitled to um, a new employee um, incentive where they would receive, uh, I believe it's $15,000 for each new employee that is hired. They're estimating that at 150 new um, employees who would work at the facility. Um, as the board is aware, Organogenesis has been in Canton for over 20 years. Uh, they maintain five buildings on Dan Road and a leasing space on John Road. They've been a good uh, corporate citizen. They went public in 2018. Uh, they're a leading biotech manufacturer in the Commonwealth. Uh, they also have board positions on the Mass Biotech Council. So they have submitted to the board through uh, Mr. Aspenwall the request um, per policy of a local municipal um, consideration as part of the EDIP grant, which is required. Um, their total grant from the state would be over a million dollars, and they're asking the board for consideration of a $150,000 waiver of a building permit fee. Um, I know there's been meetings that have gone on and um, here tonight to perhaps ask the board for consideration of an amount. Uh, the reason is for that is it has to be filed with the state by August 17th to be able to um, uh, be submitted to EACC, the Economic Assistance Council, for a September 20th meeting. Uh, I know the board is in meeting after today until the end of the month. So to meet that August 17th date, um, you know, perhaps the board would want to consider um, a local incentive tonight. So that kind of summarizes. I know I've worked with various members of the board, Mr. Chairman. Be happy to answer any additional questions for board's consideration of that. Thank you, Mr. Manning. Uh, any comments, questions from uh, members, Mr. Lochran? Sure, uh, Mr. Chairman. Um, so as Mr. Manning pointed out, um, we have been working uh, closely with um, Organogenesis. Uh, Ms. Lopez and I were designated uh, by the select board to negotiate this. Um, although we are still working on negotiating some sort of uh, enhanced community uh, involvement, um, due to the time constraint, I do recommend that the board um, support Mr. Manning's recommendation that we do um, 
offer a uh, permit fee waiver at this time so that they are able to uh, make the next uh, deadline. And while we're um, while they're working on that, we would still continue to engage with them and see how they can, um, you know, make community contributions uh, going forward. Correct, correct. So um, the the amount that we would recommend uh, at this time is a sixty thousand dollar permit fee waiver. Uh, this would be 005 percent of the building permit fee that was already paid to the town of Canton. So uh, it is our recommendation um, that the board consider a sixty thousand dollar permit fee waiver as the local incentive. The fee was like one point four million, so that's correct. Oh, yeah. And that satisfies what the state's looking for. I'm sure it does if you guys recommend it. The, so. the state won't commit on a minimum or a maximum amount of, of what they need the, t the local municipality to uh, contribute. They basically just want to know that the local municipality is supporting of this project. So 60000 should check that box. It's very close to what Dedham did. Very, very close to what Dedham did, Mr. Chair. Yep. With Ray, I, with I just Jared. have one quick question. What is the drawback with them making a commitment to the town? Um, so it, it's been complicated, um, and it's not that they're not willing to make a commitment. We're still just trying to get in front of the right people um, at that company. So th there's been an intermediary, uh, and we're not sure, but you know we, we think that that's slowing things down. So I'm in favor of this, but once they get it, they get it. You know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of we lose one of our bargaining chips as far as I, as far as I'm concerned, like that. So, uh, I mean, can we? So I for sixty thousand dollars. I mean, I'm not gonna. I acknowledge that there there, there is a risk. Um, I, I will say that this company has been in Canton for uh, twenty years. Over twenty years. Over, over twenty years. Mm -hmm. um, Good neighbor. Have they done a lot for the town? Um, I, I would say they they. Have have been a reasonable neighbor. They're they're a member of CABI. They've contributed to the schools. I think with the board's impact, and I don't want to speak for the board, but we were looking for a more robust uh, engagement with them. That I don't think, as Mr. Lachlan and Ms. Lopez said, we've given up on. Um, so I I would say that they pay in excess of a half a million dollars a year on their five buildings, which is high. Which is um, in terms of individual commercial property owners in Canton, is a is a large number. So, um, you know, they also are a major biotech player in the Commonwealth. They just some history. They had the chance to move to Rhode Island 20 years ago. They elected to stay in Canton. They have a campus there. They have a very advanced biotech product that I think could be very. Um, big in terms of selling and promote Canton for additional biotech businesses in the community. So my recommendation is to um, continue to work with them, but help them get this project going. So do you think that, just a quick question, do you think they were looking for 150? Do you think by us basically um, telling them it's 60,000, do you think they're going to just, they'll be acceptable to them? I mean, it has to be acceptable to them, but because we can give them nothing. Correct, but they would lose that grant. Correct. The, the the board could vote to give no local incentive. It's the board's priority. Yeah, I think there's a lot to gamble. For sixty thousand dollars, that's a that's not worth the gamble. 
1.4 that they're paying and right. they take so, 60 off of that. So, But that would pretty much um, eliminate their um, opportunity to get a state grant, any matching state right. grants, okay. because the state does like the municipality to, to have engagement. Yeah. But per Mr. Lachlan and Ms. Lopez, um, I think if we um, enabled the discussion to move forward in a reasonable way that we could gain some additional um, things that would be favorable to the board. So, um, Mr. Theodore, the estimated taxes <coughs> on this property is about to be 120,000 annually, yep. compared to currently 65,000. Mm -hmm. So we are getting something almost right out of the gate. You know, certainly something that we're owed. And as far as the I, lack oh, of I engagement, I agree with this whole thing. I was just like I say, I just don't like things being a one-way street. It, so. That's, 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 as Mr. Manning but, pointed but, out, but they're involved in uh, a pretty complicated merger and acquisition project right now, and that could be why we haven't yeah, we can move been on able to engage. Not, so. not, we, yeah, we can move on with it then. Ms. Lopez? Uh, Mr. Theodore, I think you've asked exactly the right question, um, and uh, we are considering um, giving the company a little bit more than a third of what they've asked for um, as uh, an indication of the of the town's good faith. I mean, we have yep. a well-deserved reputation for being uh, a community that is, you know, good for business. Oh, business yeah. We would be profoundly disappointed if, as a consequence of this showing of good faith, if they move forward with their application successfully, if the company did not um, work with us to our satisfaction. It would be very, very disappointing. I, 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 no, I just I have no part. I just I just want to voice my concerns. That's all. So, uh, I make a motion that the uh, board approve sixty thousand dollar waiver of the billing fees. Correct. Right. Yes, sir. Second. Motion has been made and second. Any further questions, comments, concerns? Hearing none. All those in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed. Five zero. Thanks for your time, Mr. Manning. Thanks, Ms. Lopez and Mr. Lockwood. Thank you. For hours of meetings. Thank and you. Mr. Chairman and uh, members of the board, we'll, we'll, as, as Mr. Lockwood mentioned, we'll continue to work with them and keep the board updated as we move forward. We appreciate your support with that. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Gene. Thank you. Thanks, Gene. Thanks. Mr. Uh, Theodore. Um, next to the agenda is a vote to approve the warrant for the 2022 state primary. Second. Motion has been made and second. Any discussion? Hearing and all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, five zero. Mr. Theodore. Next is a discussion on, on vote on funding of 47 Turtlebrook Turtle balance owed to the town. Mr. Asmal, do you want to elaborate on that? Sure. Mr. Chairman, with all the closing that, that occurred and the funds that we had to pay toward uh, certain aspects of, of the project, like the, the involvement of CHAPA in, in the making the unit affordable, uh, the numbers came out where we need to cover about, about $5,000 in costs for uh, the borrowing the town made from itself to, to purchase the property, make it whole. So I would recommend that we do that through mitigation. Is there any questions? Nope. I, I, when I thought when we had got into this to buy uh, um, uh, this exact situation that it wouldn't cost the town anything, and now it's gonna cost us 5,000, is there a way we can get the money back from once you, you've, the housing trust gets money? I'm just asking. Um, uh, I can um, 
I can't answer that question, but certainly the expectation is going forward. These are exactly the kinds of expenses that should properly be charged to the housing trust. Okay. But right now, the housing trust has okay. no budget. Okay. But going forward, so it was an opportunity that came by we weren't we weren't really expecting. Exactly. Okay. It was just opportunistic. We acted very very quickly. We had to put in a dishwasher, change the locks, and I don't know, put it in a microwave and the rugs. I think wasn't it? And we cleaned some rugs. <laughs> <laughs> But going forward, yes, this okay. should all be self-sustaining. Right, right, I'm satisfied with that. I just wanted to ask the question. Make sure. mm -hmm. Thank you. Any other further questions, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Oh, it's 5-0. I didn't even make a motion, but that's okay. Did. No, I didn't. You don't remember you did. <laughs> that's for $5,000, yeah. Yes. Okay. Out of mitigation. Yeah. Out of mitigation. $5,189.76. Okay. What was it, Charlie? 5000 5189 0.7. Oh, seven? You can say 5,190. 5,190. 5, okay, 5,200. 5,200. All those in favor say for 5,200? Aye. Aye. Opposed, 5-0. Thank you. Mr. Theodore. Next to approve uh, an application to obtain a special license to serve alcoholic beverages on a one-day event to be held at the Bradley Estate, 246B Washington Street, on August 21st, 2022, from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m., Contingent upon building police chief and fire chief's approvals. Second. Motion has been made and seconded for the Bradley State. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, five zero. Next is a vote. Note to vote, uh, approve the CASA signs and ribbons in recognition of International Overdose Awareness Day. Motion. Second. Motion made and second. Any questions, comments? It's been approved by the ZBA. I know that, so. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, five zero. Uh, vote to approve a one-day entertainment permit for Trillium Brewing Company, Inc., 100 Royal Street, on August 10, 2022, with a rain date of August 17, 2022, from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m., to be held on the outdoor patio contingent upon police, fire, and ZBA building approval. Second. Motion has been made and second. Any further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. This is the ZBA has been approved. This is correct. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, 5-0. Next is a request to hold a block, uh, to approve a block party front of 11 through 7, uh, 17 Parker Parkway on September 10th, 2022 from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Rain date, September 17th, uh, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Continued upon fire and police approval. Second. Motion been made and seconded. For the block party, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, 5-0. Um, I'll do the other one here. Vote to approve request to hold a block party on Abbey Lane, uh, Cross Street on August 27, 2022, from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m., contingent upon fire and police approval. Second. Motion has been made to uh, approve the block party for Abbey Lane. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, 5-0. Next is a vote to appoint the library pages. Uh, let me just see something. That would be Shane Musto, Charles Gong, Hadrula, and Katana Ligacia. Second. Motion has been made and second. Any further discussion, comments, questions? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Five zero. Next is uh, to vote and accept the authorization of the uh, use of the gift in accordance with terms of the National Laws 44, Section 53A, the donation in the amount of $4,000 from Victor Del Vecchio and Alicia R. Lopez for, department, for the Department of Elder and Human Services Physical Fitness Program. So moved. Second. Motion has been made and second. Any discussion, comments? Oh. Thank yous. Thank you. All those in favor say aye. 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 Four zero one. Interesting. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
Mr. Theodore. A vote to submit and allocate upfront spending for a clean water uh, state revolving fund grant application. Mr. Rasmussen. Chairman, there's, there's two uh, projects that have been submitted by the DPW. They want to get into the capital project going for next year. They would like to uh, address two projects that were outlined in our municipal vulnerability program document that was prepared by Kleinfelder, our engineers. One is a Massapogbrook flood mitigation alternatives and smart reservoir management project. The other is a memorial fee, excuse me, and that's in the amount of 259000 $259,259, play that number. Uh, and then sec the second project is a, a planning project for Memorial Field Green Infrastructure and Flood Mitigation. Both of these have been, have been identified as projects that, that uh, are doable, that uh, if, if we can get funding through the state, next, next go through town meeting to get a sh upfront money and then apply these documents to the state, then um, we, we can go ahead with it, but we need the board's support of these projects now before we go forward with submitting them through the capital process and submitting them these right. to the state. Sorry, what was the total amount? Is it uh, the the Massey Park book is two fifty nine two fifty nine. Yep. And the and again, this is called. I want to be clear. Uh, the Memorial Field Green Infrastructure and Flood Mitigation Project is not on the field. It's on the property on which the field is located. It's on the same parcel, but it's not um, using the field. It's $251,077. What does that come up to then? 336. What is it? 510-336. 510-336. Okay, move that the, oh, I'm sorry, John. Do you want to? No, last time I had my head taken off, so go ahead. The what? You okay. yelled at me. I, I've had any feelings that'd be hurt. I, um, I move that the board <laughs> submit and allocate the upfront, uh, upfront spending money of the amount of $510,336 to the Clean Water State Revolving Fund Grant application. Uh, yeah. Well, so that'd be a reimbursement thing, correct, from them? Yes. Mr. Scollins. No? I'm sorry. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, it's actually it's a it's a loan program, but it's low interest loan, two percent, so it's not free money. But it would it would have to go through the, the town's capital process, be voted on at a town meeting. So all along the way, there's still an opportunity for the town to say yeah, yeah. But it's just it's a low interest uh, loan for the town. That's great, thank you. So I just moved that for the amount of five hundred ten thousand three hundred thirty-six dollars to uh, the up, uh, allocate upfront spending money. Second, motion been made and seconded. Any further discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, aye. 5-0. Thank you, Mr. Collins. Thank you, Mr. Theodore. Mr. Theodore. Um, next on the agenda is the uh, sewer connection problem on Pleasant Street. Uh, Mr. Chair, I've, I've contacted the property owner. We've had a discussion today. It seemed mutually agreeable. He needs to get some numbers for me, and I should be ready for a recommendation at your next meeting. Uh, August 30th? Yes. Okay, thank you. Mr. Uh, Theodore. So the next would be the... Um, Vendor warrants for the week of 729 is $1,392,843.76. Payroll warrant for the same week is $1,213,235.21. Under announcements, the select board will hold its next regularly scheduled meeting on Tuesday, August 30th at 5.30 p.m. in the solid meeting room, 801. Um, 
That's it for my job. Except for we have any yeah. Anyone have any questions or announcements? I just wanted to repeat that if there's any member of the public who is interested in joining the advisory committee on the use of St. Gerard's. Um, we've asked for um, them to submit an application um, to the select board office by um, August 13th. 19th. 19th, I'm sorry. Yes, August 19th. Can't read my own writing. That's Friday. Yes, August 19th, and we'll make the decision and announcement on August 30th. Correct, yes. I have one announcement. Um, the beautification committee has two openings. We're looking for two members. Maybe you could just publicize that. Great. Thank you. Beautification committee, two vacancies. Thank you. Any other announcements? Hearing none, I look for a motion, Mr. Theodore. Move that the board move to executive session to consider the purchase, exchange, lease of value of real estate, 293 York Street. If the chair declares an open meeting law may have a detrimental effect on the negotiating position of the public body and to discuss strategy with respect to the litigation, 293 um, York Street. If it, um, an open meeting might have a detrimental effect on the bargaining or litigating position of the public body. Uh, and to conduct strategy and session in preparations for negotiations with non-union personnel or to conduct collective bargaining sessions or contract negotiations with non-union personnel um, with, to discuss strategy with respect to collective bargaining or litigation to ask me if an open meeting may have a detrimental effect on the bargaining or litigating position of the public body if the chair so declares. And to discuss strategies with respect to collective bargaining or litigation, please, again, if, the open, if an open meeting has a detrimental effect on bargaining um, of the public body, if the chair declares. Second. Motion has been made in the second that the chair does declare that an open meeting will have a detrimental effect on the town of Canton. Um, all those in favor say aye to go into executive session at 6.54. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, that's 5-0. Mr. Lochran. Yes. Ms. Lopez. Yes. Mr. Chris Connolly. Yes. Mr. Theodore. Yes. And the chairman as well. We will not adjoin. We would. We will not op, uh, readjoin an open session. Declare this part of the meeting over at 6:54. Thank you. We'll have a great evening.